Listening to Roar, powered by LT Gray. Welcome to the Tiger Den. Hi, good afternoon. Um, this is Schiff again, and I'm here with my ninth grade student, Evelyn, who I'm going to actually tell the audience right now that you are a little terrified. Is that correct? Yeah. She, she's like nodding when she says it, but you can't see. Um, but yes. So Evelyn, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Evelyn. I'm a freshman at Valencia High School and a first year LT Gray student. And I wanted to join this class because when I was in middle school, I went to Valencia and I saw the summer edition for LT Gray and I thought it looked really cool. So then I wanted to join. That's the best answer I've ever heard in my <laughs> entire life. We'll take two of those. Uh, <laughs> uh, that summer edition, by the way, was really good. Really good. But I appreciate that you appreciated that because that's not all students know the work that it takes and not all students are excited to do the work that it takes to get there. So welcome to the team. Um, your topic is on the lack of privacy for celebrities and political figures mm -hmm. in terms of journalism which I'm super excited that you picked this. Uh, so why don't you tell us what the moral dilemma in journalism in regards to privacy is? So the moral dilemma in journalism in regards to privacy is that journalists want to like get a good scoop or they want to write a good story about like celebrities or political figures. But at the same time, they have to be mindful about like boundaries because oftentimes when they report on celebrities, it seems like they're not human. They treat them kind of like animals. I don't know if that's the right word, but like when they're reporting on them. And so sometimes they leak their private information. They like cast them in a negative light. And I think that journalists just have to be mindful about um, celebrities' privacies because they're not doormats like you can't just report on them without consideration for how they might feel and also that goes the same for political figures because I know it's controversial sometimes but journalists have to remember to be unbiased neutral and just report on the facts and I forgot to mention this but there's like the most important thing for journalists to consider is um does the public need to know this? So like if I'm just reporting on a journal or sorry, on a celebrity because I don't like them, is that fair to the celebrity? So you just have to think about what you're publishing and if the public really needs to know, then you can publish it. So you're going to get upset with me, Evelyn, but we've come to an impasse where I'm going to ask you a question that you were not ready for. Okay. okay? You're okay. Journalists need to make money. So oh, yeah. let's say a journalist decides that they need a paycheck and that writing about something that a celebrity did, even if it's not in the best light, will get them a paycheck. Do you think that there's still like an ethical issue there? How does this work in terms of navigating uh, employment and morality in journalism? I agree. Like when I was researching, I also thought about journalists like it's their job 
sometimes they can't avoid not writing scandals, especially if they're really desperate for like money or a good story. And the only like worthy story of reporting is about something bad about a celebrity. I think journalists, I think in that regard, they should just make sure like it's not too bad for the celebrity. Do you, okay, so I don't think that the journalists necessarily owe the celebrity anything, but maybe what I think you might be trying to wrap your mind around is the sensationalism of journalism, where they take the actual story and they sensationalize it with words um, or bias that like really impact and impede on the true story or the true moment um, without giving maybe multiple perspectives or doing their fair share of investigative journalism, which we've covered in our most recent um, recording, or uh, how do you feel about that particular aspect? Because it's not necessarily like they have a choice. Sometimes they're appointed with that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think one of the first things he taught us in this class was to be neutral and unbiased but i think recently journalists have put in like they only gave one perspective of the story and so that makes the public who read that story like they think they only believe in that one side so i think journalists i mean if they're appointed that story then it's not really their fault for like reporting on that <laughs> maybe not their fault but but is so we're talking about journalism and perspective and fairness and unbiased and sensationalizing of of celebrities and ultimately do you maybe think that in order to get the full story you have to get multiple perspectives yeah i think because there are always two sides or more to a story. Like even if it was one where like the celebrity did something bad, I think instead of just reporting on what they did bad and how the public is angry, they should maybe interview the celebrity and figure out why they did that or if they had a reason on doing that. So I think multiple perspectives is definitely important when reporting on What a story. happens if the subject of that does not allow themselves to give? Because maybe it's a legal issue. Uh, many a times a celebrity is instructed by their lawyer or their PR manager to not give a statement after they've done something that has made headlines. I feel like if it's in that case then the journalists are only given like that amount of information like what happened so if they can't figure out the other side of the story i think it's fair for them to publish the like what they did but not necessarily paint the celebrity in a bad light but just state it like unbiased with like the facts well if if there's no sensationalized language and it is the facts oh, but let's true. say mr x goes into a museum and robs it of 10 paintings right is there going to be a positive side of that story that's true unless maybe mr x was going to sell those paintings and give the money towards children's in an orphanage who knows probably not though right probably <laughs> not because that would be the other end of that story that might make it better but what you're also talking about is privacy for these people um 
what other uh, are there examples that you might want to use about privacy and how journalists have crossed the line? Okay, so I think this is the most notable example, but Britney Spears. I think I was reading like an article on this one time and it was that she was she was exiting like a hotel with like and she was pregnant at the time and she had like her baby and then she was like there was like a bunch of reporters and paparazzi following her and so she was trying to get away from them and they were like harassing her and then she went into this cafe and she asked the manager for help like how to escape these journalists because she was feeling like overwhelmed at the time but the manager just laughed at her and ignored her and then like like the journalist like took pictures of her crying in the cafe so I think that is one example where journalists have crossed the line and not respecting basic human decency because as a celebrity you should definitely expect that your privacy will be violated but not to the extent that they'll harass you I think the harassing is the part and like the following is the part where um, journalists have crossed the line. So it's interesting that you picked Britney Spears when my generation would say the most notable is Princess Diana, who ended up dying by being chased by the paparazzi and got in a car accident. I don't know that much about that. Yeah. So um, it, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying in my generation, when I'm thinking most notable, I would think Princess Diana. I remember sitting on the couch and being young and uh, my mom's best friend's husband had a watch that told the news, which was like, I know you all think that that's normal now that I'm wearing an iWatch and everybody else might be, but uh, that was unheard of at that point. It was like early nineties and we didn't have that kind of technology and we ran to the TV and watched and the paparazzi had absolutely crossed the line. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that there should be well there are rules do you know any of the rules of ethics okay so uh i think uh the most important rule is to just like i was saying earlier it's um you the journalists have to think do i like does the public need to know this information like is there a public urgency for that information is and that in the Journalism Code of Ethics? I think so. Are you sure? Okay. And some questions that they could ask themselves is, do I have a journalistic purpose in seeking and reporting this information? And um, what is the nature of harm I can cause by publishing this information? And then uh, another one is, should I talk with the person before or after, wait, no. Should I talk with this person before publishing the story? And how vulnerable or stressed is this person if I'm like asking them questions and reporting the story? Will I hurt them in some way? And I think this goes back to another point because I have an example where like this astronaut died and this journalist found out I don't know how he found out but like he found out before everyone else and then he was so eager to like get the scoop on it he went to that astronaut's wife's house before she even knew he was dead so I think some journalists in that regard are insensitive to like 
people who might be affected by the event and instead they just want to publish the story? So people who have access to the inside scoop sometimes may need to take a step back and ask, is this a humane way of dealing with my journalistic integrity? Yeah. Because I probably don't want to hear from a journalist if something has happened to my significant other. Yeah. Probably want to hear it from like the police or the job or, well, I don't really want to hear it at all because yeah. I don't want that to happen to anybody. Right. Um, that is undeniably not great. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Is there anything else you would like to tell your audience? Um, uh, I have like another example, like the line that needs to be established between celebrities and the public. So a comparison I found was that citizens of like the United States and European Union, they are guaranteed constitutionally protected rights to safety, privacy, and freedom of self-expression. But oftentimes these rights are violated for celebrities. And um, European countries and US celebrities are granted different treatment by the press. So in France, there's a rule that pho photographs that are like not of public interest can't be published without the celebrity's permission. And I think it's definitely different here in the US because journalists often take pictures and then like publish, publicize it right away. So I think that just shows how our country definitely needs to work on respecting celebrities' privacy. Well, we have no privacy. If you step outside your, your home, yeah. you can be taken photo of because you're in public. So like, it's not just for celebrities, right? It's just that the world hasn't figured out how great I am. So they're not chasing after me to take these photos. But what's really interesting um, that you listed off some of the rules of journalistic integrity and mm -hmm. the questions that we should be asking ourselves before trying to like research and, and gain more knowledge and then disseminate that information to the public. Um, I just think of every single BuzzFeed article that is um, either dehumanizing people. There's recently that my my qualm with BuzzFeed when we're talking about journalism is they consider themselves people of journalistic integrity, but then they mm -hmm. posted stuff like I had an interaction with uh, interaction with um, Nicholas Cage. Let's just say, I don't know. I don't remember who it was poor Nicholas Cage in this case. Mm -hmm. And let's make it positive. Uh, Nicholas mm -hmm. Cage left me $350 extra on my tip, which is really nice of this fictional interaction with Nicholas Cage. But then Joe Schmo, who's also famous, right? Um, didn't clean up after himself when he went to a McDonald's and left all his trash there and then left a bunch of other stuff and, and yelled at two workers and whatever. And there's only one person who said this, but then they print this and publish this, mm -hmm. right? And it totally scathes the way that people see this now, the celebrity, uh, with very little to no journalistic integrity coming from BuzzFeed. So how do you feel that BuzzFeed, now that you've covered, you know, um, like sensationalism and, and privacy, how do you feel that BuzzFeed has crossed these lines? 
I feel like BuzzFeed especially has like very exaggerated titles. It's really dramatic. And I think this is because they want more people to click on their articles. But once those people click on their articles, the like actual articles, they they sometimes do have misinformation. I think I think they oftentimes <laughs> have misinformation, but also they they don't have they don't have integrity if they're not like a lot of them are are um, anonymous, right? Oh. Well, and, and but but the celebrity is not anonymous, so this is a problem, right? Um, so there's a whole bunch of issues that go along with these things, and uh, I implore you to take a look at what you're talking about and take a look at. Um, what media hits your age bracket and your genre um, of journalism, because if we want to continue journalism as a craft, mm -hmm. privacy and ethics need to be something that are discussed more often, yeah. but also the integrity. And you were talking about the bias that you read in these and also the accuracy, right? Oh, accuracy and fact finding. So those are things that uh, constantly on this podcast we're talking about. Um, and we're constantly talking about that in class. I think also mm -hmm. how accurate is this? Did you get a quote? Uh, you know, did you fact check? Is this true? You need to check times and dates and people. Um, I argue that most journalism classes are doing that. Uh, but I also argue that when we get onto the professional world, we may have forgotten some of the yeah. rules of thumb. Yes. Um, professional journalists. I'm, I think we're talking to you. Yes. <laughs> um, especially in, in your, in your beautifully written podcast. Right. I think yeah. this is great. Um, Evelyn, anything else? No, um, you survived your first podcast. <laughs> I think one thing, I'd like the listeners to take away from this is to, um, it doesn't matter if it's like journalism or not, but just respect other people's boundaries. Try to understand their story before judging them or making assumptions. And I think that's it. All right. I like that. That's actually like the golden rule, right? Yeah. Like treat others how you want to be treated. Uh, yeah. So fairness and ethics. It's nice. It's a great way to end this. So, uh, <laughs> Without further ado, thank you for listening to Roar, powered by LT Gray. Uh, I'm your host, Ms. Schiff, and this is Evelyn, and you did a great job. She was a little nervous. We're going to sign out now. Have a good day, everybody.